Time magazine called him the unsung hero behind the internet. CNN called him a father of the internet. President Bill Clinton called him one of the great minds of the information age. He has been voted history's greatest scientist of African descent. He is Philip Emigwali. He's coming to Trinidad and Tobago to launch the 2008 Kwame Ture Lecture Series on Sunday, June 8th at the JFK Auditorium, Louis and Augustine, 5 p.m. The Emancipation Support Committee invites you to come and hear this inspirational mind adjust the theme, crossing new frontiers to conquer today's challenges. This lecture is one you cannot afford to miss. Admission is free, so be there on Sunday, June 8th, 5 p.m. at the JFK Auditorium, Louis St. Augustine. Three weeks after my 19th birth date in Nigeria, I received a scholarship letter from Mormont, Oregon, United States, that was dated September 10, 1973. That scholarship letter opened the door for me to enter into the United States. I received that scholarship, not because I was good looking, but because I was good in mathematics and physics. That first and subsequent scholarships were renewed for 16 years and renewed across six American universities. In February 1991, the last of those six universities did something it never did before in its two-century history. That university devoted a special issue of its flagship quarterly publication to a supercomputer scientist named Philip Emagwale that it described as one of the world's smartest humans. The essence of that story spread like wildfire and is repeated decades later and across social media and whatever the subject of conversation is about the world's smartest persons. When I was five years old, back in January 1960, I enrolled in St. Patrick's Primary School, Sapele, Western Region, Nigeria. For the five-year-old, his frontier of mathematical knowledge is the arithmetical times table that was unknown to him, but was known to mathematicians that lived 5,000 years earlier and along the valley of the River Nile of Africa. When I was nine years old, back in January 1964, I enrolled in St. John's Primary School, Abo, Midwest Region, Nigeria. For the nine-year-old, his frontier of mathematical knowledge was the quadratic equation of algebra. The quadratic equation taught in high school was derived over the past 4,000 years, dating back to North Africa. Growing up in the 1960s post-colonial Africa, I had no sense of the history of mathematical inventions. I had no sense of who discovered the times table. I had no sense of who invented the quadratic equation. I had no idea that 30 years later, I would be in major US newspapers for inventing nine partial differential equations of calculus and for inventing the as many companion 
finite difference equations of algebra that in turn approximates those partial differential equations. As a small boy growing up in the early years of post-colonial Nigeria, I presumed that the times table in my arithmetic textbook and the quadratic equation in my algebra textbook had been known to textbook authors since time immemorial. I presumed that Adam and Eve studied the quadratic equation in their Garden of Eden. As a teenager in Nigeria, my greatest epiphany was that the arithmetical times table and the algebraic quadratic equation did not spontaneously create themselves. As I grew, I learned that the partial differential equation of calculus were not known to our distant ancestors that hunted wildlife and gathered fruits. I learned that calculus was invented three centuries and three decades ago, and that the partial differential equation was invented merely a century and a half ago. As a small boy growing up in Nigeria, I had no sense that the earth was round. I had no sense that the earth is merely 4.6 billion years old. I had no sense that our universe is 13.8 billion years old. I had no sense that humans had merely roamed the earth for only 100,000 years. As a small boy in Nigeria, I thought that arithmetical and algebraic knowledge came fossilized with the dinosaurs, that we are the monstrous lizards that roam the earth and did so from 252 million years ago to 66 million years ago. The contributions to science of scientists born in Africa will increase during the 21st century. And the reason is that by the mid-21st century, one in two children will be born in Africa. My country of birth, Nigeria, has 200 million people and is more than half the population of the United States and could be as, pop as populous as the United States or, or 400 million people by the year 2050. In the year 2050, Africa could, could de facto become the face of humanity. For that reason, the African child born today will become the custodian of tomorrow's technology. Nigeria needs more scientists than the United States. If Africa has 60% of the world's arable land, why then is Africa importing food from Europe? The answer is that Africa lacks the knowledge that pertains to science and technology. We have African inventors, but no African inventions. Is there a school subject called African science? Is there an African quadratic equation? Is there an African medicine?
or African magic? Or is there an African law of physics? Or an African supercomputer? Insightful and brilliant lecture.